0: Welcome to On The Schmooze, the podcast that highlights talented people from different fields, explores how they built strong networks, and overcame challenges on their way to becoming successful leaders. Now, here's your host, Robbie Samuels. Hello, hello, and thank you for checking out my new podcast. I'm excited to finally be launching after conceiving the idea over a year ago. By day and night, I'm a work-at-home dad finding time for my professional speaking business, blogging, and projects like this podcast in between feeding and playing with my awesome seven-month-old son. Since 2009, I have led engaging and fun presentations for a wide array of audiences to increase their confidence when it comes to relationship building, whether through networking, fundraising, diversity and inclusion, or sales. I've been recognized as a networking expert by Inc. and Lifehacker, and I am a professional member of the National Speakers Association. My background is in social justice and issue advocacy. In 2006, I founded Socializing for Justice, also known as SOJUST, a nearly 3,000-member, grassroots, cross-cultural, cross-issue, progressive community network in Boston, based on the philosophies of abundance and radical inclusion. In recognition of my social justice work, Boston City Council named my birthday Robbie Samuels day in 2011. And I was profiled by Dory Clark in her second book, stand out how to find your breakthrough idea and build a following around it. In December, 2014, after 10 event seasons as the senior manager of events and donor engagement, at Gay and lesbian advocates and Defenders, Now the GLBTQ legal advocates and defenders. I became a full-time speaker and consultant in December, 2015, My son was born and I became a work at home dad and founded an online parent group in Boston, which is where I live with my wife and kiddo. So why am I podcasting? I'm excited about this medium as a way to share knowledge and strengthen my professional network. On the Schmooze is a weekly podcast that features a mix of interviews and solo shows. My hope is that insights from me and my guests will help you achieve the leadership position you're seeking, build and sustain your professional network, and find the work-life balance that works best for you. Interviews are with talented people from different fields. We explore how they build strong networks and overcame challenges on their way to becoming successful leaders. I identify a key takeaway from each interview, something you can put into action that week that you'll benefit from for years to come. In the show notes, I provide resources to help you get started. Solo shows are shorter episodes every other week where I share practical tips and techniques you can put into practice right away. These are drawn from my experience teaching and writing about relationship building. I figure the best way to demonstrate why you should subscribe to this podcast is to share solid content in this introductory episode. So, in a moment, I'll be sharing my eight steps for successful networking. I'll have a transcript available for download as an easy-to-print PDF in the show notes at ontheschmooze.com. But first, I wanted to tell you a little bit about what to expect in the first three episodes, all of which are available right now on iTunes. You can easily access my show by going to itunes.ontheschmooze.com. Episode one features an interview with the vice president of multicultural initiatives and health equity at the American Heart Association and American Stroke Association. We covered a range of topics, including leadership, challenges he's faced, how he's built a strong professional network, and what he would tell his 25 year old self to set himself up for success. The episode is called Unconsciousness Does Not Equal Innocence. You'll need to listen to find out why. Episode two is a solo show where I dive into a vexing issue that impacts many professional women. It's a common problem that comes up often when I present my signature session, Art of the Schmooze, a two hour training where I share strategies to stop wasting time networking with a focus on creating inclusive networking events. If you're interested in learning more, visit artoftheschmooze.com. I'll be sure to include the link in today's show notes at ontheschmooze.com. And last, but definitely not least, episode three is an interview with a housing and community development professional with diverse multi-sector experience. We had an engaging conversation about the skills needed to lead when you don't have formal authority. The title of this episode is Everything Runs on Relationships. Hopefully that sounded enticing to you and you're ready to hit the subscribe button. But don't go quite yet. I had promised to share with you my eight steps for successful networking. I'll remind you at the end how incredibly helpful it is to subscribe on iTunes. And if you loved what you've heard so far, leave a rating and review as well. Now with no further delay, here are my eight steps for successful networking. Forming and cultivating relationships is at the heart of any successful fundraising campaign, volunteer drive, committee effort, or community building activity. Foster and grow new networks with these practical tips and best practices to engage someone in a conversation, keep it rolling, exchange information, and wrap up. Step one, say hello. Shake hands. Say your name and affiliation. Has the following happened to you? You've done your homework and know a particular bigwig connector, funder, donor, etc. will be at a networking event. You see them and you freeze. What did you plan to say? Were you supposed to be thanking them? Soliciting them? As your brain tries to put together a coherent sentence, they move out of view and the opportunity has passed. Let's keep this simple. Just shake hands and say, hello, my name is, and then insert your name. The rest of your elevator pitch can come later, but to build a relationship, you need to start by making the connection. Step two, ask questions. People like to talk about themselves. Now that you have their attention, follow up with an open-ended question. Why open-ended? You're looking for them to share a story which won't happen if your question can be answered with a yes or no response. Follow Dale Carnegie's timeless advice in how to win friends and influence people and allow the other person to do a great deal of the talking. In other words, make fewer statements and ask more questions. For example, how did you hear about this event? Or follow up with, how did you end up in your line of work? Caution is prudent here as some questions provoke anxiety or turn people off by othering them instead of welcoming them. While starting a conversation with a compliment is a good idea, we should be aware that often the very thing we're drawn to comment on is something that's different from ourselves. For instance, commenting on someone's height. Wow, you're really tall. How tall are you? That's not a compliment, nor a really good conversation starter. The same is true for hair texture, skin color, basically anything that isn't chosen by the person you're talking with. In contrast, comments about sunglasses, scarves, jackets, and jewelry are all things that can be perceived as compliments, provided they're positive and graciously accepted as such. The key difference is these are all items chosen by their wearer, not a factor of who they are. Also, in today's economy, it isn't wise to begin by asking what someone does for work. They may not be employed in a job or field that they love, or they may be unemployed, What do you do to fill your day is a much safer opening line. Step three, listen. Don't fidget or scan the crowd. Be present. The key to asking good follow-up questions is to be an active listener. Are you checking your phone every 30 seconds? Looking over their shoulder to see who else has walked in the door? You're not being present in the conversation. If you're listening, you'll be able to ask more thought-provoking questions Such as, what motivates you? What are you passionate about? Then you'll be engaging in a topic that really excites them and allows them to share their passions with you. But what if you are bored or distracted? If your ex or former boss walks in the room, you may have a hard time staying focused. It's best to wrap things up, and I'll tell you how in step seven, and then consider reconnecting once you've regained your composure. What if you realize that they're bored or distracted? It may be possible to re-engage at another time if you don't overstay your welcome. If this happens, it's best to wrap up the conversation. Step four, offer. Connect them to a resource or a personal connection. At this point, the conversation should be moving along nicely. You're asking interesting questions and they're sharing something about themselves. How do you move the conversation around to something you want to share? Before taking that step, Build the relationship a little deeper by offering before you ask. What you offer doesn't have to be related to your business or organization. It can be a personal connection that you thought of as they were speaking. Perhaps you know a colleague they should meet, a great restaurant they should try, or an organization they should check out. You'll be seen as resourceful and a great connector. They'll want to hear what you have to say next. Step five, pitch. How do you want them to stay connected with you? It should be clear by this point that the focus is on building a relationship and not making a sales pitch. So consider what they've shared and how that fits into what you're there to network about. Pause as you describe your business, leaving room for them to ask you questions. Check in to see if they'd be interested to learn more rather than rambling on and on. Be positive about what you have to offer and don't apologize or act like you're wasting their time. It's possible that the conversation will end before you reach this step but if you followed steps one through four, you'll have the opportunity to reengage with them another time, and they'll be open to hearing more about you. In fact, if you just say your name and ask interesting and thoughtful questions, they'll think you're fascinating when the conversation ends, and they'll feel good about you when they see you next. If you just launch right into your pitch in step one, they'll likely avoid you next time and want to protect their friends from your aggressive approach. Step six, exchange cards jot down what you discussed, or a specific follow-up. Ideally, you'll have two to three pockets so you can easily reach for your business card and keep track of the other cards you've collected, placing the ones you definitely want to follow up with separate from those that were just handed to you without any discussion. Often, professional clothing for women lack pockets, so plan ahead and wear a jacket or sweater that does have pockets. Alternatively, place your business cards in a specific pocket in your purse or bag so they're easy to reach for. If you only have one pocket, wrap an elastic band around your cards and put the ones you collect on the bottom of the pile so you don't accidentally hand out someone else's card. You can turn down the corner of the cards you definitely want to follow up with so it'll be easier later to sort through them. Consider that you may be carrying a beverage or plate and practice reaching for your business cards one-handed. It's important to have your business cards accessible So this doesn't become an awkwardly long interlude with you digging deep into your bag for several minutes this is where having a pen comes in handy if you've offered to share a resource with them jot a note on the back of their card so you remember it's also a good idea to make a note about what event you met at and the date this will particularly come in handy if you go to more than one networking event a week if you're a fundraiser and listening for clues about their capacity Don't write those notes down until you've stepped away into a private space. While that may be important information to listen for, no one wants to be considered important only because of their capacity to give. Step 7. Wrap up. Excuse yourself or introduce them to someone else. It's now time to end the conversation so you and they can keep circulating. This comes down to three easy steps. Grip, grin, and go. First, shake hands, then say something pleasant, and finally, leave. If you find yourself getting stuck in a conversation, it's likely you did the first two steps, but not the important last one. Know where you're going or you might find yourself walking into a corner, and the best way to avoid being stuck in a corner is to not walk into one. My favorite technique for gracefully ending a conversation is to ask for or offer an introduction. If I don't know many people in the room, I'll say, is there anyone in the room that you think I should meet? Great, would you introduce me? Step eight, then follow up. Within 48 hours is best, not four weeks later. This is a crucial step. The relationship starts when you both make a plan to connect again. Be part of the small percentage who actually follows up. Simple steps like connecting on LinkedIn or following on Twitter are helpful, but a short email that includes a sentence about where you met and what you spoke about sent within a couple of days of meeting will make a strong impression. Create a system so you can check back in to invite them to an event, share a resource, or make an introduction. It can be a Rolodex, spreadsheet, database, or simply labeling mail in your inbox. I'm a fan of Contact for this, and in the show notes, I'll include a link to receive a complimentary 30-day trial so you can check out the CRM and see if it's right for you. Make sure you're doing more than collecting business cards. Make sure you're actually building relationships. As a reminder, I'll have a transcript of these eight steps for successful networking available for download as an easy-to-print PDF in the show notes at ontheschmooze.com. Thank you for listening. As I've just launched this podcast, I would greatly appreciate if you would subscribe You can easily find my podcast on iTunes by visiting itunes.ontheschmooze.com. If you're loving what you've heard so far, a rating and review would be awesome. Please include your Twitter handle when you leave a review so I can send you a thank you. By subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes, you're helping this podcast get discovered by more listeners. Thank you in advance, and I look forward to connecting with you in Episode 1, available right now at itunes.ontheschmooze.com. Thanks for listening to On the Schmooze podcast at www.ontheschmooze.com. That's On the Schmooze, S-C-H-M-O-O-Z-E.